December 11th. Our reading in the New Testament for today will be from the book of Revelation, chapter 2, verse 18, and we'll go through chapter 3, verse 6. Judgment begins at the house of God, so Jesus deals with the seven churches before he deals with the lost world. Today we continue with the seven churches with Thyatira. Verse 19 gives us the impression that all is well in the church, but we must keep reading. Like the saints in Pergamos, the believers in Thyatira tolerated sin in the church. Idolatry and immorality usually go together, and Jezebel personifies both. Not everybody in the fellowship was guilty of sin, and the Lord did not warn them. Instead, He encouraged them to hold to the truth and be faithful. And to the church of Sardis, this church had a great reputation. A close examination showed that its ministry did not live up to its name. In fact, the church was ready to die. What was the cause? Well, many of the people were defiling themselves by compromising with sin. And to the church at Philadelphia, the name means brotherly love, and Jesus had a special love for these people. Weak as they were, they were given an open door of service, and the Lord urged them to take advantage of it. When God opens a door for you, nobody can shut it. But you can ignore or neglect it. And to the church of Laodicea, this church did not know how bad off it was. It was a working church, but its service was lukewarm. Worst of all, the Lord was outside the church trying to get in. If only one member would yield to Him, the church could be changed. God's people must be open and honest with the Lord and humbly submit to His spiritual diagnosis. No church or Christian is so far gone that He cannot bring renewal. But we must be willing to repent and return to Him. And with that, let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. December 11, Revelation chapter 2, verse 18, through chapter 3, verse 6. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Thyatira. This is the message from the Son of God, whose eyes are bright like flames of fire, whose feet are like polished bronze. I know all the things you do, your love, your faith, your service, and your patient endurance. And I can see your constant improvement in all these things. But I have this complaint against you. You are permitting that woman, that Jezebel who calls herself a prophet, to lead my servants astray. She is encouraging them to worship idols, eat food offered to idols, and commit sexual sin. I gave her time to repent, but she would not turn away from her immorality. Therefore, I will throw her upon a sickbed, and she will suffer greatly with all who commit adultery with her, unless they turn away from all their evil deeds. I will strike her children dead. And all the churches will know that I am the one who searches out the thoughts and intentions of every person. And I will give to each of you whatever you deserve. But I also have a message for the rest of you in Thyatira who have not followed this false teaching. Deeper truths, as they call them. Depths of Satan, really. I will ask nothing more of you except that you hold tightly to what you have until I come. To all who are victorious, who obey me to the very end, 
I will give authority over all the nations. They will rule the nations with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots. They will have the same authority I received from my father, and I will also give them the morning star. Anyone who is willing to hear should listen to the Spirit and understand what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Sardis. This is the message from the one who has the sevenfold Spirit of God and the seven stars. I know all the things you do, and that you have a reputation for being alive, but you are dead. Now wake up! Strengthen what little remains, for even what is left is at the point of death. Your deeds are far from right in the sight of God. Go back to what you heard and believed at first. Hold to it firmly and turn to me again. Unless you do, I will come upon you suddenly, as unexpected as a thief. Yet, even in Sardis, there are some who have not soiled their garments with evil deeds. They will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. All who are victorious will be clothed in white. I will never erase their names from the book of life, but I will announce before my Father and His angels that they are mine. Anyone who is willing to hear should listen to the Spirit and understand what the Spirit is saying to the churches. I've had church members say, how can we get the world to like us better? And the answer is, be worldly. That's the only way they're going to like you. Jesus said, the world hated me and it will hate you. That means if you're like Jesus, the world will hate you. Period. And if it doesn't, it's because you're not like him. You have two choices. You can either please God the Father or you can please the world. But you cannot please both because they're opposite ends of the pole and they do not mix. You will either offend God or offend the world. Make up your mind you can't be both. What's the point I'm making here? The point is you can never exhaust God's resources. You can never exhaust God's resources because He can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. You can see His mighty power, but when He gets through, He's not exhausted. He has much more strength ready to give you from day unto day. He can defeat any giant that's before you. He can produce streams in the desert. He can produce manna that will fall from the sky. He can send cloven tongues of fire in the upper room. He can walk on the water in the Sea of Galilee and south you the thing that you think is about to destroy you he can use it for a sidewalk to save you when you grow weary he can make you to run like Elijah 40 miles before the chariot when you grow faint he can give you strength he can send you power that you can't begin to touch you cannot exhaust God's power give him praise in the house of God he can walk into the tomb of Lazarus and say Lazarus come forth how does he call Lazarus by name? Because if he didn't call him by name, he has so much strength, every dead man on planet Earth would have gotten up. That's why our God 
is an awesome God. He is full of grace and truth. He is of the Almighty. El Shaddai, the conqueror of death, hell, and the grave. He's the conqueror of sickness and death. He's the conqueror of powers and principalities. He's the conqueror from Calvary. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the Lord of glory. And he's coming soon with power and great glory. Give him praise in the house of God. This is about the eternal souls of men and women. This is about your sons and your daughters. This is about the future of this nation. It's time for those who name the name of God to suit up and show up. This is a fight to the finish, and I intend to win it with the help of Almighty God. Psalm 130, verses 1 through 8. As you ponder this psalm, see yourself in four different situations and learn what it means to trust the mercy of the Lord in the depths. That's one situation, in the depths. The depths of despair, they overwhelm you. You're drowning, and all you can do is cry out to God. Well, he hears and He rescues you. And the other situation is in the court. You're on trial, facing your sins, and you have no defense. The judge pays the penalty, and you are forgiven. The next circumstance is in the dark. You're waiting patiently. Yet it seems morning will never come. But the sun rises and God gives you the dawning of a new day. And then the last circumstance on the block. You're a slave, bound by your own sins. And you're about to sell yourself to a terrible master. But the Savior comes and purchases you and sets you free. What a wonderful salvation you have. Psalm 130, verses 1 through 8. A song for the ascent to Jerusalem. From the depths of despair, O Lord, I call for your help. Hear my cry, O Lord. Pay attention to my prayer. Lord, if you kept a record of our sins, who, O Lord, could ever survive? But you offer forgiveness, that we might learn to fear you. I am counting on the Lord. Yes, I am counting on Him. I have put my hope in His word. I long for the Lord. More than centuries long for the dawn. Yes, more than centuries long for the dawn. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is unfailing love and an overflowing supply of salvation. He Himself will free Israel from every kind of sin. Proverbs chapter 29, verses 21 and 22. A servant who is pampered from childhood will later become a rebel. A hot-tempered person starts fights and gets into all kinds of sin.